Good Up is our space to talk about those experiences in life we didn't know we all had in common. We're the after work happy hour conversation with your best friend. The place where you bring up the hard parts of life, the ones that made you laugh, and the things that made you who you are. Because who said becoming good up wasn't a little bit uncomfortable? Stay tuned for more information about this week's episode. to the Good Up Podcast. I'm Heiza, also known on the social media streets as Girl Meets World, and I'm one half of your Good Up co-host. I am joined by my girl Deidre, known on the Good Up DIY astrology lifestyle social media streets as Finding Deidre. Tell the people I'm Hello! Host. I'm also in the hood. Let's be clear. She has I'm a hood, hood right? She has a hood, Okay, right? thank you. She has thank you. You can't leave that out. <laughs> How y'all doing? It's nice to be back. I know. It, it's good to be back. I feel good. My skin moisturized. I well rested. I took a nap. Period. <laughs> Mine kind of dry. You know I need a nap. I'm tired as hell. Oh my God. <laughs> we are so glad that you guys could join us this week for a chronicle of all the human shit and shenanigans we're about to bring you. Don't worry, the name changed, but the podcast is still the same. Um, we are very much the same. Nothing much has changed. I promise. We good. Relax. Everything gonna be okay. It's Tuesday, not Monday. Fine. It's fine. Learn to adjust. Um, remember that you can always catch us and catch previous episodes of this podcast on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you can catch bonus episodes exclusively on patreon.com slash gooduppodcast. That means if you pay for it, you get more. So figure that out. Um, and always hit us up with comments, feedback, and questions on social media by searching Good Up Pod on Twitter and Instagram or the Good Up Podcast on Facebook. And we have a hashtag now. DJ, tell them what a hashtag be. Good up Tuesdays. <laughs> so we decided we're, we're instead of just, you know, moving to Tuesdays, we're going to take up your entire Tuesday. So not only do we have a hashtag, which we want you to use, if you're listening to this episode, go on social media, make sure you talk about this podcast and the episode and use hashtag good up Tuesdays. But also for those of you who are visual learners, who need something to see, for those of you who can't just listen to us in the car on the way to work. <laughs> Including Deidre. We are now on YouTube. <laughs> we are now on YouTube. We heard you. We, we got your DMs. We got your little subliminal messages on Twitter. It's cool. We got it. We now have a YouTube channel. You can search us. They were dragging us. If we'd they be were honest, dragging us for It was like constant. It was like, I just wish there was more video footage. Literally, girl. people used to be like, um, is this video like the full thing available? I would be like, yeah, if you go on Patreon. And they would be like, mm. Mm, not doing that. You Which know, like, is fine. <laughs> we get it we love our good up patrons but we also know that you know not everybody goes to like true patreon like that so we got i get it we get it we're understanding but, but we are on youtube just to let you guys know all you need to do is search the good up podcast on youtube subscribe and you can watch this full episode on youtube meaning right now as i speak y'all are seeing deja's good up new haircut it's lit she shaved it's lit. the sides she went with a full taper dj you know the braids are gone the, I mean, you know, I love the braids. And, you know, the braids is the reason for the haircut, if we're being honest. Like, as much as I would like it to be that I wanted to do something edgy and I wanted to look more like my sister, no. The braids took my edges, and so I took the rest of the hair. Anyway. Leave me alone. No matter what hairstyle Deidre try, you can now see her on YouTube every time she tries something new. Okay? So we did that for y'all. Hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure to share our YouTube videos as well. Mm-hmm. And... Now that we've gotten all that good housekeeping out of the way, now that we've acknowledged that the name has changed and we brought some changes aboard, 
I'm excited to introduce our guest for this week because this guest was actually the person behind our intro song when this podcast first came out, back when we were known as the Beautiful People Podcast. And funnily enough, he's never been a guest on a podcast, which I'm so mm. sorry it took me so long. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I would like to introduce Zaid on the podcast. Me and him actually have a funny like childhood history, which I won't acknowledge because that's what uh, I'm talking about. Wow. <laughs> I'm nosy. I want to know. <laughs> long story short, there was a, a contest, a singing, like rapping okay. contest back in oh, the days yes. against gun oh, yes. violence. And both him and I were on that album. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if that Speak Your Peace album was passed out at your high school or elementary school or middle school, both Zaid Zaid and I were on that. Um, So cute. But yeah, now he is known as Izzy I. He has awesome music coming out. It's available every friggin' where you could find music. So if y'all not... Oh, yeah, it, yeah. Oh, I'm getting my title right now. It's on, it's on Spotify. Period. I'm about to look for him on title right okay. now. What's up? Hey. And I'm going to... Let me, let, me, let me pull up my phone. You can find him on Twitter at TheKing underscore AZI. So while you're listening to this episode, you need to go follow my boy so you can find out who he is, so you can listen to his music. Are we following oh. the instructions here? Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yes, teacher. Thank you. <laughs> so welcome, Zaid. Thank you for coming on to the Good Up podcast. It's good Thank to you. Thank you. you. Thank you. How are, are, are and you I'm, I'm such a big fan. Um, you know, I've been listening from day one. Just proud of Ayo. Oh, um, you. you know what I mean? Been there from the from the beginning, seeing all the changes, seeing all the growth, seeing all the love. It's beautiful. Well, thank you so much. That's so nice. so glad you're here. I know. Thank you. I, I love the ride or die, like right? Listen, us. Like Deidre like, was one of them. She became a, a co-host, you know, like period. Period. We, we have up? we have a good solid few who just like the listen to every episode, the just comment on it, the be hitting us up on social media. We appreciate y'all. You know, yeah, last night know. I was thinking about the very first time I listened to the podcast. It was about this time last year, obviously, because we just hit the anniversary, right? And I remember I was cleaning my living room and I was playing on my little Google Home device. And I was like, oh my God, here's all my podcast. But you okay. did mention something important, which I want the good people them to remember before we go into this first segment, which is that our birthday just passed. So even though we changed our name, you know, our podcast turned one on December 9th and we yes, are ma'am. so proud of that and so excited and so glad that a year later, y'all still listening to this shit. I mean, right. And things have changed so much and for the better, like things just, I feel like every week things get better and better on the show. We have cooler and cooler guests. I mean, our guests are equally cool, but the, it, the topics get more and more interesting. The conversations get more and more fun and we get to be a little bit more ghetto with each episode. You know, that's all I, I ever want. I love to be so good up and out of order. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> so with that, we are officially introducing some new segments to our show. The first one, which we're going into now, is called On Your Timeline. So this segment is sponsored by Shameless Plug Masha Thrift Company. It is the business that I started this year, which is the reason why the podcast had to take a break. So go shop mashathrift.com because if you don't, then the whole reason the podcast was on hiatus, I mean, it defeats the purpose. Like, I built that good up business from the ground up and I need you to support <laughs> it. But anyway, I sponsored this segment, Madame Self. Anyway, we are going to be talking about every week something that we saw on our timelines that, you know, it was good up, funny, crazy, 
interesting enough for us to bring back to this studio to bring to you guys. So Deidre, I'm going to allow you to go first. What's something you saw on social media this week that you feel is worthy for this on your timeline segment? Besides all the astrology shit that I adore, do you guys follow Gray and Mama? I do on TikTok. Oh I my do. God. He's a cu- First of all, I do. The, he's the cutest little pie. His mom feeds him all the things. This little boy be getting handed charcuterie boards. I'm like, Gray be getting the most bomb foods. Gray, and then he's so sweet. Thank you, mama. Oh my God. Every time he says thank you, mama, I feel like he's thanking me for the food yeah, that like his mom they have took these- the time to make. They have these whole compilation videos of of Gray just saying thank you, Mama, because he's such a sweet little boy. Like oh, it's his little TikTok, manners. Go on TikTok and search up Grandma. Is is it Gray and and Mama? Gray and Mama. I'm literally. Yeah. Let me see. Yes, Gray. Oh, he's the cutest little pie, and his little cheeks. Oh my yeah. God. He's, he's just. So I'm just watching him grow and get older. It's like the first word he learned was thank you. And yeah. one time I saw one where he was thanking his auntie and I was like, okay, so Gray is just literally sugar. Like the baby is just all the sweet things in the world. I am that's so all, in love with That's all Gray. we could want. Like if I have a kid, I know my child is going to be an asshole because I mean, come on. <laughs> but I would hope that my child is like only an asshole to me and like super sweet to everybody else, you know? Okay. I mean, so I, I guess it's funny because my, my Anya timeline this week is also some TikTok news. Um, y'all went viral on TikTok. Fun. For some dumb Jeez. shit. Which is hilarious to me. Like, I'm on TikTok. I'd be posting my little business videos. I'd be like, come look at my good up business. Give me some sales. Everybody would be like, yeah, that's cute. I kick in the door to my bathroom and give some real basic advice on boundaries. And that shit blew up, went viral. And all the people I'm coming to my page now asking me to be their Caribbean auntie, which I accepted willingly because that's fine. We don't have enough Caribbean representation on TikTok. And I will be the Caribbean auntie if they want me to be the Caribbean auntie. That's, That's cool. fun. Maybe I should take that approach too because I've fully accepted that I'm an auntie on TikTok. Like, <laughs> oh my God, Dylan was so impressed with the TikTok I made the other day. I want to make more TikToks just to impress Dylan. I think you should. TikTok is, is as much as people want to be annoyed with the app, like it might be the wave of the future. And honestly, if you have a business, if you're an artist, if you're a content creator and you're not on TikTok, or if you just need some fucking entertainment and jokes in your life, like download yeah. that. Cause that shit is that's, I do more watching on TikTok than making. <laughs> so what about you, Zaid? What is on your timeline this week that you really enjoyed? Um, so I enjoyed the presence of Dionne Warwick on Twitter is just epic. Have you seen yeah. Have you seen her tweets? Yeah. I, sh- I hear she just been dragging everybody left and right. Like, so, I'm really the worst at Twitter. So, I'm never on there, except for when I drag hilarious. in Housewives. She's hilarious. No, this woman literally come on the timeline, right? <laughs> and she's like, hi. Hi, Chance the Rapper. If you are very obviously a rapper, why did you put it in your stage name? I can't stop thinking about this. <laughs> And, and like everybody thought her account was fake. <laughs> That's the funniest part. They didn't think that it was actually yes. her. Oh my god! Which one? I want to know which one of her grandchildren or nieces or nephews showed her how to use the Twitter. Gave her like they created this account and they said whatever you feel like saying, Auntie, just say it. And her ass was like, you know, I've been thinking about this motherfucker right here for all this time. Yep. Wow! She came for who else? She come for? I want to know. She come for the weekend. She was like, um. <laughs> The weekend is next. Why? It's not even spelled correctly. I mean, asking it <laughs> questions that all of us wanted to know. Okay. I bet you she got Capricorn. Let me Google her. 
But wait, the follow up to that was no, I would not be coming for Meg the Stallion, Tyler the Creator, or Kermit the Frog. Please stop asking. <laughs> you know what? That's rule. I'm okay with I, being on Twitter. I'm cool. I actually like Dion Warwick. Yeah, she good. She's cool. She's cool. <laughs> so yeah, and I mean, I'm glad she said it. I'm I'm glad that y'all are enjoying your social media streets this week. If you are listening to the podcast, make sure you go on Twitter or Instagram or wherever you love talking your shit. Use hashtag Good Up Tuesdays and tell us what did you enjoy us on your timeline this week, so that we can you know chat shit with you. So our mm. next segment, you know, we we add in more than one new segment. We got up here, I promise. Oh, our next segment is your Good Up or your Wild Bar. So. This question is our little icebreaker to, you know, relax everybody in the room, make sure our guests understand that there are no rules, no boundaries on this podcast. We wild, we get the bad, we have no bratopsy. So my question for this week, and I want our awesome guests to go first. What is the wildest thing you've ever spent money on for another person? Mm. The wildest thing I ever spent money on for another person. I think I pay off one of them girl them tickets a speeding ticket that no, that's not wild that's sweet you got up mean, man well i think you got up let me determine if it were wild or good or bad how did that situation end up was it what paying off the speeding ticket was she what the speeding ticket at the time sure was it okay <laughs> at, at the time at the time okay. yeah, at least you could say that you got up man you got up <laughs> So what about you, Deidre? You can't include Dylan in this because... Children- I was just about to say, does the child count? Because I'd have spent exuberant amounts of money. Is that even a word? Exuberant. That's what I'm like. I, I don't want it to count because, you know, mothers spending money on their kids, like, it varies. And at the end of the day, that's your child. And nothing about spending but. money on your child going to ever be wild bad to me. So let's challenge you, Deidre. Cannot involve the child. What is the wildest thing you've ever spent money on for another person? <laughs> I like spending money on other people. So I can't think of anything that I spent money on for somebody that I felt was wild. I think more than anything, as much as I like spoiling my mandem, I think that's one thing I'm going to cut back on. Unless, like, it's my husband. Because mm. I feel like in the past, I've just been a little... I mean, I'm not one of those girls that feels the need to buy people's love because... <laughs> Ew. But I feel like once I determine that somebody is my mom, I'm like, oh, I feel like you're avoiding a question because the answer wild bad. No, I I really, let me see. (laughs) I try to think because I don't know. I don't know. You got, you got to pull it out of me because I genuinely don't know. We're going to come back to you. We're gonna yeah, come, come back to me. I really can't think of... If you I don't think of something too- later on in the episode when we're discussing love languages, you could let me know. We could do that. Mm-hmm. I swear, I'd be reading these stories online of these girls <laughs> buying plane tickets for these niggas. And I'm like, girl, is you stupid? Like, why are you doing that? Like, I'm like, where are you at? Where are they? <laughs> I'm like, girl, no. You know, like... So I genuinely cannot relate. So I be honest. I'm going to speak on behalf of... Well, actually, I can't speak on behalf of them because mine is slightly different. I did not spend money on a plane ticket for somebody else, but I did fly myself somewhere to see somebody who absolutely looking back was not fucking wanted. Do I think I wild bad for that shit? Yes. Because Can I you know reimburse you for the flight? No. 
No, Papa did not. Hey, Isa booked her own ticket. Hey, Isa booked her own stay. Hey, Isa financed the entire trip for Hey, Isa. Got there and Papa was busy for most of the trip. Okay, so looking back, not only was wow. I wild bad, he wild bad, he mother wild bad for not swallowing, but we could discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> I am floored. See, uh-uh. This is where I draw the line. <laughs> that, you, not only are you cool. wild, his mother wild, the pets wild, everybody wild. Everybody wild. Oh, the my pilot God. Who, the pilot who looked me in the face and said, welcome when I get on a plane and didn't stop me and said, I feel like you about to go do some dumb shit. Wild bad. How old you was? Hmm. Maybe I am so offended 20. by this. Like, I'm like, girl. <laughs> this was back when I was making um. This was back when I was making innovative money. Shout out to Vaya, and um, you know, you know when you get a first good job, but like you still living with your parents, so like you really don't have bills. You just have money to spend. Yeah, so you just feel shit, like you like, always have money. Mm. Yep. So yeah, but like, oh, it's fine. I need a trip anyway. I'll book my flight. Mm. 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 Wild bad. White bad. That's so, very crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, DJ, if you can't think of nothing, that's, that's the end of that segment. I just want you to know, again, what happens on this podcast stays in here is a business. So unless you're using a hashtag, don't be rolling up on me talking about, I hear you, you spend money on a man, you wild bad for that. Mm-mm. Tell them, come my way, I'll buzz them a slap for you here. <laughs> the, only, the only way you could talk about me it, as it relates to this podcast is if you use the hashtag. If you use yeah, I, you know what? you can say whatever the fuck you want. Yo, use the hashtag do the good up Tuesdays and tell us what's the wildest thing you ever spend money on for, for somebody party. else. Yep. We're going to tell you if we, if you wild or not. And if any of you have any recollection of me spending money, exuberant <laughs> amounts of money on people, let me know because I, don't, I tell you, I, I, you know, I belongs being a sugar daddy in this lifetime, but <laughs> you know, I ain't going to never admit to it. I ain't going to never tell you. I, I genuinely don't remember to be honest and anything I've ever spent money on, I don't regret it. Especially because I don't be flying myself out to see these niggas. Listen, I don't ever do it. And if you, Deidre, I promise you, if you ever get an urge to do it in the future, if you ever feel the need deep down, just remember my voice. Remember, hey, I just saying. I will never. I will. I will never. (laughs) I will never. So that takes us into our main discussion topic. Y'all, I have been seeing so many discussions on love languages and all types of things on the internet. Um, Not too long ago on Twitter, it actually was like a big topic of discussion on, you know, whether or not people actually have certain love languages or whether they're just assuming that that's the language they would like to be loved in. So I was like, let's talk about this shit on, on, on the podcast. So we are discussing the five love languages today, um, and I brought my good friend Zaid on here because I wanted to make sure that all three of us had three different love languages so that we could sort of give you guys perspective on, on what that is. So, Deidre, do you mind telling the good people, them what are the five love languages? Why are they important? Why do they matter? Is this some made-up shit, or should they actually give a fuck? So, before we do it, I want to share something that I recently, not recently, but that totally resonated a while ago that said that the whatever your love language or love languages are or is is basically the expressions of love that you did not receive in childhood so think about what your love language is and think about if that's something you feel you didn't get enough of in your upbringing and if you're if you're hot hot enough that i yeah, if your chest hot enough that I just go drink a little bit of water forgive your parents and move on because we're about to enter the I never think about it. Wow. Yeah, that's you your heart. Way you're, you're like, damn. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
So here's the thing. I used to think my love language was gift. Well, first of all, I'm sorry, hey, Isa. You asked me to name the five love languages. Let's see if I know them off the top of my head. I probably do because I, you know, I'm an Aquarius and we'd be researching dumb shit. Um, Acts of service. This is in no particular order. Acts of service, gifts, words of affirmation, physical touch. Something is missing. Quality time. Quality time. Mm -hmm. Oh, that. You know what it is? I love being alone. (laughs) So quality time never comes to mind. Just to give you guys some background, the five love languages is actually a book. Well, it started as a book called The Five Love Languages, How to Express Heartfelt Commitment to Your Mate. This book came out in 1992, okay? This book came out before Hey, Isabel I want you to remember that. When were you um, born? In 93, girl. I, am I don't know why I tell you about in 92. I'm sorry, girl. Mm-hmm. I just, so I gravitate very naturally towards 92 babies for some reason. Like class mm-hmm. of 2010 really thought I was one of them for a while because mm-hmm. I love them. Wow. But anyway. so the book outlines five general ways that romantic partners express and experience love which the author calls love languages they are like Deidre said acts of service gift giving physical touch quality time and words of affirmation so if you don't know what your love languages are you can actually go on the internet I can't think of the exact website but you could google it five love languages and actually take a test um, and the, the quiz that you take determine on, you know, based on your answers and, and just the type of person you are determines what love languages. And it's not going to just tell you one. It's going to give you sort of a top three of the love languages that are most important to you. So with that, do you guys think that the, the, when you took the quiz, were you surprised? First of all, I want y'all to tell me, well, I can go first if you want, cause Deidre, I hate it when I don't go first. Um, do you think that... <laughs> The love language results that you received were correct. Were you surprised by it? And of course, reveal what your love language is. So I'll, I'll tell y'all whether or not I thought it was correct at first. I was actually pretty surprised um, because I thought that my love language would probably be quality time um, mm-hmm. because I do like to be around people. Um, but it's funny because when I, when I told my friends that I was surprised it wasn't quality time, they were like, really, bitch, you love to be alone. Like you hate people. I don't understand. Anyway, all that aside, my (laughs) love languages, the top two for me are actually gift giving and words of affirmation. The lowest on the totem pole for me is physical touch, which no one should be surprised by. Anybody who has ever tried to hug me in their life should know that physical touch is like zero for me. Um, but yeah, I was, I was very much surprised. Um, in what you were saying regarding like is, or your love language is a thing that you didn't receive when you were a child. I, uh, I definitely agree in terms of words of affirmation because that was something, as we all know, we listen to the podcast often. I didn't really receive that much. Gift giving, I wouldn't say I didn't receive that because I was a spoiled, surprisingly, I was a spoiled child. I received, you know, I was the kid who like, if I told my parent I wanted this exact thing for Christmas, then this exact thing was showing up for Christmas, you know? So maybe that's why gift giving became such a priority for me, because that is the way that I was loved as a child, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, what about y'all? Like, how how did you feel when you saw your results? I wasn't I wasn't really surprised at it because after I took the test, and well, first thing is after I took the test, it just made me more aware of of how um, of of the ways I feel loved, and to think about it, and then I noticed that it actually 
is is actually true. Um, so words of affirmation is my top. So talk to me nicely. Um, I think I think one of the things that um, Heiza was alluding to earlier um, that I think pertains to that is that like um, most Caribbean parents don't really do that. They don't really give you too much words of affirmation. When they just said that, you know, it's usually like the ones that you didn't receive as a child. That's why I lean back and hold my chest like, we that should cut deep up. down it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, but nah, it, it makes sense now. It makes sense. It yeah. definitely does. It definitely does. If you if you are born and raised in the Caribbean, even I think I think it's something that I so far I've heard um in a lot of black um households is that it's sort of a common thing for us not to receive words of affirmation. So if that's your love language, I'm I'm sorry for your childhood. I hope that you are receiving the love you need. Now. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna say, but the funniest thing is that even Caribbean parents, they don't really like admit when they're wrong. Oh, they yeah. just give you like two extra pieces of plantain and hope everything all right. Yep, literally. Literally. Let's talk about Catherine, okay, for a minute. Because that was a, okay, here's the thing, right? I was I was a very good child. I just happened to like fire, right? I thought fire was beautiful. And so I would light matches and just look at the flame, right? Or my mom would always have her pretty candles around and I would light them bitches. My dumb ass not realizing this is a brand new candle. The next time she see this candle, there's going to be a burned wick. She gonna put the pieces together and my ass gonna get bust, right? So my little dumb ass will be lighting candles and things of that nature. Get my ass bust. I mean, that's the only thing I really ever get beat for as a child with playing with fire. But after she done bust my ass, she would have the gall to offer me cookies and shit. And it's like, lady, you can keep those. Like, I genuinely don't want your cookies, Catherine. Like, keep it. You know? I just love how they think that they could just do it what they want, right? Yeah, they love, to slide, through. To, they love to slide through. They love to slide through if you're hungry. Like, yeah, I'm hungry, but absolutely. <laughs> like, why did I have to be emotionally abused before you offer me plantain? Why she does say sound like one of them universal responses? I don't want your cookies, Catherine. <laughs> like I genuinely keep them. Thanks. And what I gonna do, right? Because I'm sad. Yeah, I'm gonna take your fucking cookies, but I don't want them shits. Right? Yep. <laughs> you, do you think that's why maybe gift giving became my number one? Because not only was I not receiving words of affirmation, I would get my ass bust and then being offered food, and I think food is a gift. So mm. not only were you giving me the gifts I wanted, you were giving me gifts when I didn't even ask for them. When you didn't ask for them. In response to my pain. Oh my God. So yeah. what about you, Deidre? How did you feel when you saw your results? Can I be honest? I never took that fucking test. Um, I know my love language. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know there was a test. I know. Wow. <laughs> Y'all out here assuming your love language or taking a test? Oh, man. She fucking test. I know myself, okay? I know you, myself. No, you know what? No, you didn't do the homework. And I want you, after we recap this podcast, I need... Take the test, Jay. And I'm going to Tuesday. I'm going to take the test. And and I want to test. know if you're going to get a wrong answers or the right answers. And I, I want, want you to take the test... And answer as honestly as you can without no, trying those... to influence it to get oh, your Oh, no, 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 no. I'm always very honest when it comes to things of that nature. Um, so no worries there. But as, okay. as it stands at this moment, I used to think my love language was gifts. And I actually realized over time that my love language is actually acts of service. Um, because I don't care so much about the gift. I care about the thought behind the gift. Cause I used to always be like, Oh, my love language is gift. You could literally say a sunflower, pick it and give it to me. And I'm going to be over here crying about how lovely of a person you are. And then 
over time I realized, oh, so it's not so much the, the sunflower you care about. It's the fact that somebody saw a sunflower and knew that that's something that would matter to you. So this is why you need to take the test because funnily sure. enough, gift giving is actually misconstrued as seeing value of the gift itself, but it's actually the thought process behind gift giving is why gift giving is my love. Oh, I guess. So for me, like, and that's what, it's not even so much just like, oh, you see a flower and you pick it. But like, for instance, right. I remember one year, um, this was, I mean, my baby daddy was already broken up at this point, but I remember this one day in particular, um, I had come home from work. I had a long ass day. I was miserable, but I came home and he had happened to cook that day. He had made like selfish and dumplings. He bought me some Heineken's and left them in the fridge. And I had just moved into my new apartment. So he bought me like a can opener and left it in the drawer so that I could open my Heineken's. He had just laid out every single thing so that I didn't have anything to worry about. And we didn't talk or anything. He didn't even know I had a bad, or maybe he did. Maybe he's like a psychic or something. I don't know. But we never, I didn't tell him that I had a shit day. Right. And on my way home, I was like, damn, what the fuck am I going to do about dinner? And you know what I mean? And I come home and I happen to notice like the food in the fridge and like notes stuck on everything. And like, I happened to open the drawer to get a fork and I saw a brand new can opener. And I was like, oh, that's nice. He bought a can opener. How thoughtful, right? Because I just moved into my apartment. I still need a shit. And I go in the fridge and I realize, oh my God, he bought the can opener for the Heineken's. Like that shit made me nice. cry. I literally yeah. was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> that's what like. Acts of service. Even like I have really sensitive skin. And my boyfriend love language, hands down, is gifts, right? Like he, he'll just send me shit. But one time he like sent me a whole bunch of like skincare product, but it was all like carefully selected to accommodate my sensitive skin, my eczema. Right. So who was in this room crying and applying the new lotions? Deidre, <laughs> because I'm like, I like, might say you a crane, but actually, I was like, oh my God, like niggas don't be thinking about shit like this. He's so perfect. Like, right. That's what I was thinking. But the fact that he took the time to consider, like, I can't just get she any old, like, I can't go to fucking Bath and Body Works and get her this processed shit. I got to go to a fucking artisan who makes their own. Like, that's the mm. kind of stuff I live for. So love, uh, gifts of, acts of service. Hear me, gifts of service. <laughs> acts of service is number it one It might be gifts of service. You sound like a little hybrid. I mean, maybe. I'm going to take the test. We're going to see. They're going to be like, well, bitch, you're different. This is a whole new love language just for you. So just to give the listeners some background, I'm going to kind of read a little brief statement on each love language so that you guys can start thinking about which one you think might relate to you. And then, of course, you could go take the test. So words of affirmation is, is the first one. Um, this love language, of course, expresses love with words that build up your partner. So affirmed. Um, so that's their, their love language. Acts of service. This love language expresses itself by doing things that you know your spouse or partner would like. And all these things are done with your partner's ultimate happiness in mind to be considered an expression of love. So acts of service is, is what I interpret it as is trying to make someone's life easier or trying to do things because you know that's going to result in a boost of that person's mood. It's going to improve their day. It's going to make life easier. Gift giving or receiving gifts. This is different from acts of service where you show affection by performing actions to help your partner. So acts of service, again, performing actions to help your partner. This love language isn't necessarily materialistic. It just means that a meaningful or thoughtful gift makes your partner feel loved and appreciated. So it means I was thinking about you and I wanted to do this thing because you were Mm -hmm. on my mind. Um, 
Next love language is quality time, which ally or clingy feel good, good of people. The love language is all about undivided attention. Okay. These people don't want their partner texting on Twitter. They want this person to give them their undivided time, to spend time, to watch TV, to give you their wholehearted love. And I feel you. I, you know, if your love language is quality time, that's good for you. And I hope you have somebody who is able to give you that. That person in me. I sound like I can't say. <laughs> I sound I, like, does, I'm listening does. to you read that and I'm like, get off of me. <laughs> like, you know what's funny though? I actually, it's, it, I, I'm engaged to a cancer and he is not like one of those people who like want to be all upon you. He likes to be, he wants you to be there in the room or in the house, but well, he don't, don't want to, to actually, to yeah, we don't have to actually interact. He just wants to yeah. know that you're there. The yeah. minute I leave, the, I could literally be in the house all day, eight hours, minding my business. He will not, he'll be playing his game, living his best life. The minute I step out to go get some food or like go to the grocery store, my phone will start ringing. Where'd you go? I'll be like, what the fuck? Where'd you go? Like, the minute, no, and it's, it's actually something that like I love because it's like the minute my present, like he knows when physically I'm not there. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean. I don't even, I think his, his top love language though might be physical touch. So speaking of physical touch, to people with this love language, nothing is more impactful than the physical touch of their partner. They aren't necessarily into the over-the-top PDA, but they do need to feel physically connected and safe in a relationship by things like holding hands, kissing, hugging, cuddling, all that good shit. So I know that's in my top three. I know that for a fact. That's I mean, my number I, two. I like, I like to cuddle and all that stuff with my partner. I just don't think that it's like a, a number one for me. No, that's definitely up there for me. Deidre is who always get her hand right on your back while you're driving. Like, <laughs> as soon as we get in a car, it's like hand on the back or in your lap. So how have you guys sort of navigated, I guess, loving other people or associating with other people? with, you know, considering your love language, but also being considerate of theirs. Because I think a big thing for people is that once they find out their love language, they'll be so excited and be like, oh, well, I need words of affirmation or I need this. But a lot of people, they tend to try to love their partners in their <coughs> love language and right. not their partners. So yeah. have y'all ever sort of had that, had that come up? Yeah. Um, I've actually had you know, um, girls that I've been talking to, like, take tests just to see, like, what suits them best if, they, if they're not aware of what their love language is. But then also, too, like, sometimes they just pay attention to their responses um, mm-hmm. when, when I do certain things or when I hit one of those um, love languages to see, like, what's the most impactful. I think that's the easiest. I think that's the best way to relate to people is to observe them. And to see what, yeah. you know, um, I, so for one, the first time I ever got introduced to love languages was a million years ago was that when I was engaged to some guy that I was once engaged to and he bought the book for us when the relationship was like on his last leg. And I was like, okay. And I never read the book, but I knew it was a thing. But when me and Dylan's dad were together, him and I absolutely spoke very different love languages. And I feel like we never, I think we were both too stubborn to try to learn each other's love language. 
to be honest, sometimes I used to feel like his love language used to change all the time, you know? But, <laughs> you know, that's neither here nor there. Like, I used to try so hard to understand him, but it was like, things would always change. But um, the person that I'm with now, we actually, when we first started talking, we actually asked each other. I asked him flat out, what's your love language? <laughs> like, because DJ is not going to be playing the guessing game ever again in life, right? I know my love language is... Or at least I think I do, because I might take the test on final that my fucking love language is quality time, which would make me cringe. But as it stands, I know my love languages. And I flat out was like, what's your love language? And he happened to know, thank God. So luckily, I know his love languages. He knows mine. So even though it's easier for me to relate based on what my love languages are, like because my love language is acts of service, like, you know I'm homemaker supreme in these streets, hey, Isa, okay? You know there's nothing that needs to be done, right? So I want the same, but I also realized that one of his love languages is words of affirmation. So I have to muster up the words. I just go based on what I actually feel. So rather than keeping on my feelings inside or whatever, I just give him like words of encouragement when I know it's necessary. And if I feel in my heart, like, wow, he's so handsome, I'll tell him, you know, mm. rather than just keeping it to myself, because I'm sure that that is something that he enjoys, you know? Yeah. Um, that's a little uncomfortable for me, you know, but I know that that's his love language. So I'm like, okay, I'll share it with you. Cause my, mm. th- I would rather show somebody that I find them handsome by touching them, right. Snuggling them, kissing their face, kissing their nose, but they want to hear it. So I'll tell him you're very handsome or whatever words need to be exchanged or shared at that time. So, you know, that's a thing. Yeah. I, I definitely realized um early on that my partner's love language was like physical touch well at least it was physical touch was one of the top ones and that was something hard that we had to navigate because (laughs) i as a person i and it's funny because a lot of the people who i'm like close friends with their love language is physical fucking touch and you know they're huggers or like they just want to be near me and sit next to me and touch me and i'm just like let's cut no. up it's not an automatic thing for me um so yeah i i really had to get into that place where like i mentally like reminded myself like okay you should hug i i literally have to tell myself you should hug this person now because you haven't hugged them in a long time or maybe you should hold this person's hand or maybe you should cuddle with this like i literally have to tell myself that in order to remind myself like okay this person doesn't love the same way that you do because i would yeah. love to just go buy this person food or like do for example access services high up there for me now and words of affirmation too so like i'll i'll write you a letter and tell you how much you mean to me i'll send you a text me- not write you a letter but i'll send you a text message and be like i hope you're having and and dj you know this like, i will literally text y'all and be like i hope y'all are having a wonderful day like i hope y'all day is going really good because i want to tell you how much you mean to me and that i am thinking about you right and my friends yeah. will be like you too mama and i'll be like what the fuck like <laughs> You know, I struggle with that because I feel like I'm surrounded by people whose love language is like words of affirmation and I'm learning how to embrace words of affirmation more. And I think the reason why words of affirmation is not one of my love languages is because I was raised by a bunch of people whose words and actions don't match up. And Mm -hmm. so that's why you see what I'm saying? So for me, I don't see the value in words unless the words and the actions align. Now, the people in my life whose words and actions do align, like, hey, Isa, and my partner, I'm like, okay, Deidre, you have to meet these people halfway, right? (laughs) This matters to them. The words matter to them. 
and their actions do line up. So you have to give them this. Now, other people whose words and actions don't align, fuck them. They get my words because that shit is a lot of work for me. But I had to tell myself, like, in order to really have a full-blown love conversation with people, you have to hear their language and speak yours and also speak theirs to them, right? Because just because we're acts of service is yours does not mean that everybody wants something nice done for them to make their life right. easier. Some people just want to be told that they're special, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I, just so I just want to be fuck. told, thank you, Hey Isa. That was so sweet. <laughs> that's what oh, you honest, and that's <laughs> Honestly, I really, I don't need like a full praise report just because I told you to have a good day. I just think that, you know, in those cases, I often have to remind myself, okay, this person's response might to you seem like not what you would say, but that might be the person being like, oh, that was so nice. Thanks. Like, you know, so yeah. I have to remember, like, not everybody loves in my love language. You know what I read a while ago that made it so much easier for me to take a step back and not take, take things personally? And this is not me saying that you take things personally, but no, I do. They said you can't, you can't not, to, you can't expect you in others. And once I read that, I was like, Damn, Deidre, this is what you needed because mm-hmm. that's uh, that's definitely one of my shortcomings. Is for me, like I'm willing to go above and beyond for everybody, and then it's like I feel like not everybody's doing what I'm doing, and it's like, girl, they didn't ask for this shit. Like, <laughs> like fall back, you know. I'm be glad you have people to text, you know. So, with that but, being um, said, do you guys think that love languages are valuable? That it's 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 a really valuable thing for people to know their love languages, whether or not they're in relationships with people. I Extremely. think it's a good tool. I think sorry not to cut out. No, go ahead. You're the guest. Go. Um, well, for one, I think they're extremely valuable. And I think also too, like, we also should like consider that same thought process when it comes to friends as well. Yeah. Not just, you know, um romantic, romantic relationships. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes like to me, love languages say, hey, I've, I've been listening to you. I pay attention to you. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, sometimes, especially when it comes to friendships, you might do certain things, have the right intentions, but because it's not like the way they receive love, for example, yeah. like, like um, I don't know, let's say something like, like, like physical touch. If you have a friend who don't like to be hugged or adopt or any other kind of stuff, while you think you're showing appreciation, they might be like, demand you all in my personal space. Right. You're crossing boundaries when really you could just respect your friend's personal space. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then, and then the other thing too is, well, this is kind of like real wild because actually had this conversation about love languages like a couple of days ago and i actually didn't see um the tweet that y'all put out about this episode someone sent it to me because they knew yes. what my love language was and then to me that just says like wow you really been listening you really been paying attention mm. so Aww. that hit me right here man <laughs> i love that he got hard you up know, and he hard space 
I know. So to answer your question here is I think knowing your love languages and learning the people in your life's love languages is an amazing tool. I think it's very necessary. And I want to piggyback on what you said, because I actually believe heavily in learning the love languages of your children as well. And I feel I made a post about this recently on Instagram, like learn your kids love languages and speak that shit to them. Like Dylan, I learned at a very young age, Dylan's love language by far, hands down is physical touch. And he also likes quality time, but not in the sense of like, he wants Dylan is kind of like with um, Steven, where as long as we're all here in the same place, he's cool. He's going to do his thing. I'm going to do mine. Once in a while, he wants me to play his game with him. Once in a while, he wants me to do things with him. But for the most part, as long as he knows the people that he wants nearby are there, he's cool. But he loves to cuddle. He loves to snuggle. He likes it. Sometimes he'll just take his little hands and just rub the sides of my cheeks. It's the cutest thing, but he's always done that. Since he was a baby, his tiny little hands will be rubbing some part of my body. And so I learned then, okay, physical touch is his love language. So always be available for cuddles. Like I always tell him like, when it comes to me, there's no boundaries. You can hug me whenever you want. Other people, you have to get consent. But me, I promise you, I'm always available for as many hugs as you ever need because I know that that's his love language. And so I always tell him, you know, you can get as many hugs as you want from mommy and daddy, you know, figure out daddy's boundaries. But I promise you, you could have, you have unlimited hugs with me. Just remember to consider your friend's boundaries before you just assume they want hugs. And surprisingly, he actually don't be wanting hugs from his friends, which is very funny. <laughs> like, like, it's so odd. Like, with us, with me, with Diamond, with his dad, like, he wants the cuddles and everything. But then when his little friends come around, he'll be like, what's up? Like, hey, bro. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like you good, don't touch me. Yeah, it's funny. But, um, yeah, I like knowing his love language. And it might change over time. You know, the older he gets, he might, you know. I think... <laughs> Feeling that words of affirmation might be one of his love languages too, but I just know Dylan loves praise. Like Dylan just likes being acknowledged for being the baddest. So I don't know if that's that, a love that's language thing or love language or Aries thing. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm like, I don't know if that's a love language thing or Aries thing, but Dylan likes being acknowledged for his actions. And Listen, I don't know how many y'all follow astrology and are like into your zodiac signs, but listen, if you are Aries, you know. Once I walk in the room and somebody like, okay, queen, I'm like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't have to do shit. I just want to be praised when I walk in. Like, acknowledge me. I'm Sounds here. about right. Yeah. Sounds about right. You did make a very important point in terms of learning your, your kids' love languages. Because one thing I've noticed from parents is that parents are like, you know, I love all my kids equally. I hate that line more than anything on this earth. And this if is you loved life. your kids equally, you would understand that each kid is individual and you would exactly. customize your parenting to each child. And the thing is, I get the intent behind that. I get that when parents say, I love all my kids equally, it means like, you know, I don't have a favorite. I don't treat one child differently than the other. But in this conversation, and this is why I think love languages are so important, if all of your kids have different love languages and you're trying to love them all with the same approach, naturally there are going to be, you know, one kid versus the other or some kids versus one that feel like you love that one more because maybe you're loving that one child in the love language they need to be loved. And maybe those other kids are feeling left out because y'all's communication just isn't y'all not meeting at the same place love language wise. You see what I'm saying? So like, I think it's important for parents to think about, what do you think about that, Zaid? No, nah, I agree. But, you know, when it comes to some people and, and raising kids, they're like, hey, kids don't know what they want anyway. So, oh, kids. Mm, but, I nah, know. Each, each, each child individually, each child has their individual needs. And 
you know, you see that in, in a lot of different families, um, you know, especially when it comes to like the middle child and, you know, how you, how they interact with, with different ones. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't act like it's, uh, a sin or a crime for a child to like need something more than than your understanding of it you know like just because one child feels um feels more love through um words of of affirmation doesn't mean that just because you don't like giving that 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 child is just needy or you know something wrong with that child because I've, I've seen that too. Maybe yeah. that's another thing that people need to consider is not only do you have to love your partner, your children, your friends in their love languages, but maybe you have to ask yourself what love languages you're willing to love other people in. Um, because, for example, my my whole physical touch thing, um, it's at the root, it, it's rooted in trauma, you know? So I had to unlearn it, but I also had to be willing to unlearn it for the person that I was going to unlearn it for, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I was unlearning it for myself, but I was also wanting to reach my partner in the way that he needed to, to be reached, right? But for example, what if it, it was someone else that I just was not willing to go there with? Then maybe I would have had to place myself in a relationship or with a partner whose love language wasn't physical touch or who didn't find that that important. So do you think people need to kind of, I mean, I don't know, that sounds kind of hard. Like, do people need to start looking for, for people whose love languages they're willing to communicate in or is, is, does that make it too complicated? No, I think it's a reasonable, here's the thing, right? For one, love is something that's so deep. You're not going to be in love with everybody you, you, you interact with. So I think that's something to try to understand in those early stages before you get super close to somebody. Imagine being with somebody for like five years and then learning their love language and then realizing, fuck, we don't speak the same love language. Should we break up? I feel like that's something that's reasonable to ask when you're like on your second or third date, right? Because then you get to decide, okay, I'm going to continue to get to know this person. And if by chance... You know, I just can't see myself unlearning these things. If this person is not worth me making those changes, then we get to separate ourselves from each other and I get to make time or make space in my life for somebody who's more in alignment with me. I don't think that's unreasonable at all. As long as it's not a thing where you waste somebody's time and try holding on to them for like a solid year. You know what I mean? I think the earlier you learn something like that, the better. But I don't think it overcomplicates things. I think it actually streamlines things and saves a bunch of time. I feel like, well, one, depending on how strong the connection is, is pretty much how much you're willing to give. Um, and then also, too, I feel like love is supposed to be unselfish. So mm-hmm. in that regard, you're not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about how you could please this person, how you can make this person happy, how you can make this person exactly. happy. So from that standpoint, then you'll be more willing to try different ways or find out mm-hmm. how they feel loved in, in that. And then I think I, too, also like, I think that's also one of the biggest problems when it comes to like the the boomers and like older couples is like, you see the interactions that they have. And for example, um, like in my family, for example, um, like if my father do something like, you know what, 
my wife done cook. I go and I go wash up all the dishes. I go and send her, um, you know, a little a little spa day, let her relax, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Then she'll feel like amazingly loved. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of like older people have these crazy arguments about that because they don't feel like they understand each other on that level. And I'm also learning too that the difference between us and them is that we have the language for a lot of things that they can't explain. Mm, damn. That's true. I wish I had like a little audio thing where you could do the foghorn and I'd be like, bah, 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 bah. yeah, <laughs> that was a gem. Oh, baby. And that's facts though. Like when you really think about it, and, but, but also it's, you know, we also have to consider the fact that, you know, they're doing the best they could with what they had or whatever. Yeah. Right. And back in those days, you having a partnership was the priority regardless of all the outside factors. And so they weren't given or they weren't, they didn't have enough room to get to know themselves enough to know the type of partner they wanted to be aligned with. Right. They were just told like, Hey, you need to have a husband or wife, you know? So they're just the first person that they have a little crush on. They partnering up with doing the shit for life. And then 10 years later, realizing, oh, my God, we're so incompatible. So now what are we going to do? <laughs> we're going yeah. divorce. You know, it's, oh, I feel bad for them, low-key. I, I feel bad like, to an extent. I think that, you know, there were some people um, who did find genuine love with each other and, and were yeah. able to be lucky in that aspect. I just, like you said, Deja, oh, well, actually, like you said, Zaid, I... I wish that back then people had the the language to to describe the things that they need and and you know to be mm-hmm. introspective and, and reflective of themselves and all all of those tools that we have now that we can just go Google on the internet. I really wish they had that because mm-hmm. then you know we wouldn't see so many memes where they're like, "Why aren't marriages lasting like our grandparents?" You know, oh, yeah. we would understand why. <laughs> but, but, but realistically, even if they had realistically, even if they had the language and the tools, do you think they would even be able to utilize those tools? Because we have to also factor in gender roles. Mm-hmm. And that society was, was very You know, different. if a yeah. woman said, yo, my love language is acts of service. I want a man to just do a couple things around the house that makes my life easier. What's the likelihood of a man in that era actually doing it? Because men don't do this type of shit. I will give you the money. <laughs> you know what I mean? So even if they did have the tools, I think those tools were developed by people from their generation who was like... Something ain't working about this, and we need to figure out a solution. <laughs> you know what I mean? I kind of, I kind of like fifty-fifty, and now, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel like, of course, different time, different rules, different rules. But I think also, even down to like, well, this is slightly different, but like, I know sometimes when I was small, I would hear like family members be like man why are you so tense but then i realized now as i get older like anxiety yeah like mm-hmm. the simplicity of just knowing what that is yeah helps a lot and i think you know how that ties into love languages as well is like you know even though some of the roles were different there's still people who pay attention to certain things, but yeah, don't know how to communicate in 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 that way. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely a valid um, conversation and something maybe people should be discussing more. Um, I know even when it comes down to things like love languages, astrology 
therapy, um, you know, finding ways to, to sort of understand what's going on with us as it relates to mental illness. Um, I think there are some people who feel like we're doing a little bit too much um, and like we might be reaching and, and you know, self-diagnosing or doing all those things, which I will say self-diagnosis is a very dangerous thing. And I, I would hope that, oh, baby. If you, yeah, if you think you're struggling with anything mentally that you will go, you know, seek therapy and seek a professional to yeah. be formally diagnosed. But what I will say is that I'm glad that we have all those different tools, for example, especially love languages, um, even things like astrology, because it, it helps you to understand yourself a bit better, um, understand other people a bit better. I personally think that it, it helps in terms of empathy. Um, because I, you know, the whole love language conversation, the moment I realized that people have their different ways of being loved and of communicating that love, I started to sort of understand why people react the way that they react or why certain friends need me to communicate in certain ways versus others. Um, and it definitely, I feel made me a better friend, hopefully made me a better partner. Um, yeah. And, and I hope the same for you. I mean, I would hope that that's the, the res- result of y'all knowing what your love language is as well. I don't think it's hard for me to speak anybody's love language to them. I mean, even words of affirmation as much as, you know, I feel like it's a bit of a drain. I also just remind myself all the things you like about these people. Just say it with words. <laughs> you know, that's the reminder I give to myself. But if I genuinely love somebody, regardless of the type of relationship we're in, um, I just, I'm able, well, and that's what it comes down to, right? Cause like, um, oh, sorry, a mosquito. Love is unconditional, right? If you genuinely love somebody, there's not going to be any conditions in place. So you're going to figure out some way to relate to them. Um, of course, you know, I, I have love for all of humanity and all that jazz, but the people in my direct circle that I love, I'm going to communicate to them in whatever way they need, you know, and just go take a nap after, you know? <laughs> I feel like that's the easiest way, you know? Yeah, no, I, I understand that. And it's like, I remember when this pandemic pretty much just started. And I, I kind of posted this thing as a joke, but I was kind of serious. And I was like, yo, all the people, all the single people whose top love language is physical touch, y'all okay? <laughs> they are not okay. Quality time on. You know what's crazy though? The tweet that I posted today to try to see, you know, to, to scale where people's love languages were at, the majority of the responses are, are quality time and physical touch. Mm. And that kind of made me sad because I'm yeah. like, yo, y'all are missing out right now and that shit has to suck. Yeah. Meanwhile, those yeah. of us whose bottom is physical touch are like celebrating. We're just like, please stay away. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love physical touch, but I think I like, I think that all five of, I think, I know usually, I know me at Daimo, we like to categorize them in order from top to least. Cause I think we all, as humans, we speak all five of them, Yeah, yeah. right? Some more than others. So I know for certain, like, I like quality time, but I don't feel like it's like super high up on the list. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. like a nice, healthy little balance, you know, acts of service will always be number one for me. Unless of course I do the quiz and find out that it's, you know, gifts, which I don't know. I really don't think it's gifts, you know, but we're going to find out, I guess. <laughs> but, um, like 
I know physical touch is probably like number two. And you would think that physical touch and quality time will go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. But I think quality time, at least my own understanding is taking the time to like plan out a date and all that jazz. Or and just, that can be yeah, just being in the same room, mm-hmm. even, even that, because Steven, one of his top is, is quality time. See, for me, like, if we're going to be in the same room, I just need silence. I really enjoy <laughs> silence. I don't think... But that's also quality you, time. Yeah, and I, I think that's the thing that me and my partner both enjoy. Like, we both could be in the same place, and that fuck will be dead silent. And we cool. <laughs> we, listen, that, when we get together, it'll be so quiet, right? And sometimes we'll talk, you know? And we'll watch a movie and, you know other things but for the most part like if we just laying around that shit is silent as fuck like just give me some silence just shut the fuck up <laughs> you know, so, like... <laughs> i have a question mm-hmm. yeah in terms of of quality time um does it matter if you're like present in the moment or do you just have to be physically present um so i think that gonna depend on the person um, so some people's quality time is what me and Deja just described. Like my quality time with you is, is good enough to me if you're in the same room and maybe we're doing the same thing, but we're not necessarily talking to each other. Like I love, like when we started remote working and we were in our apartment, so we were a bit closer together and we were literally remote working just in the same area, in the same space weren't talking to each other, weren't doing the same thing. Like, no, we weren't in the same office. We just was in the same apartment. Like I could see him, he could see me, you know? Um, And we weren't necessarily like in each other's shit, asking each other questions, anything like that. We just literally had that time together to just be in each other's space. For other people though, they want that undivided attention, like how the, the website described it. Like, I want you paying attention to me. I want you talking to me. I want you doing the exact same thing that I'm doing. So maybe it's, it's subjective. It depends on the person. You know what else? Now, quality time for me, I like to cook with my partner. That's fun. Like, we'll be like, okay, we're going to cook together. And I like that, you know? Um, but we I don't have to do it. Like, I've never taken a road trip. I, I think I want to do that. Love a good road trip. I love sitting in the car with you for hours because the conversations that come about when you don't have shit else to do, and you're yeah. just staring at the road in front of you, like you'll it's just true. be in the car and then be like, "Yo, if you Random were any, shit. if God turned you into an animal today, what animal would you want to be?" And you'd just be like, "What the fuck?" But then you don't have a whole like. I like those fun conversations. In, yeah, they're really yeah. good conversations. Maybe that's that's like my version of quality time too. Maybe that I counts. Love yeah, cause I love that type of shit. Like we'd be talking about the most random shit. Like, <laughs> like my man knows an alien. Like, like we'd be talking about the most random shit. <laughs> So Zaid, I'm curious, when you asked that question about people um, whose love language was physical touch, I asked them if they were okay. What were the responses like? Yeah, I want to know. Ooh. It was hilarious. Some some share like <laughs> some share like the, the caviar meme, you know, where caviar is like sitting down. <laughs> like I love that baby. She's an icon. <laughs> or like yeah. some people had like the 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 meme with the person who is like crying on the floor Aww. and then there's some people who were like you know what hey all right yeah you know? it was it was and some how mixed long ago responses was this? but like people were really going through it this was like um like march april mm-hmm. damn yeah that's when when covid really was doing the most 
I mean, COVID never really stopped doing yeah, it. Like, so. She never stopped, but I mean, that's when it was just, it went from life as we know it to get y'all asses inside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's when things really kind of And I hope took people a, prepared because... You know, we both you know, like, you like, ever had that person who... <laughs> you ever had that person who come over to your house and, like, you keep giving hints, like, okay, I sleepy, okay, I ready to go to bed, you turn off the light, and you're still there? Like, that's COVID. Are you just on the phone? Are you like, okay, girl, or okay, Parson? I about to go take a shower. I about to go eat. I about to go do this, and the person like, okay. <laughs> the funny part is that's actually me and Deidre, and we do it to each other all the time. We don't do it. We don't be we, like. We go so long without like wow. FaceTiming that when we do FaceTime, we don't have so bathroom, much shit to talk in the about. Kitchen. We just breaking the yeah. phone everywhere. Mm. <laughs> so then DJ will be like, okay, girl, I have to go eat. And I'll be like, cool, I'll talk to you later. But then I'll remember something I have to tell Deidre. And then so she'll tell bring me. And then, then come and then I'll do the same thing. What I get yeah. me? I'll be like, okay, I'm going to be a mom. I'm pleased. I'll be sitting there like just bringing the phone along while I'm being a mom. <laughs> Like, but it's, it's literally because me and Deidre will talk on a podcast and catch up and then we'll take a break from each other and then we'll text each other like our plans for the podcast and then we'll meet back up on the podcast. So when we yeah. FaceTime and it's not related to, you know, work or the podcast, we will just offload like, girl, be- let me tell you everything that's going on in my personal life. Like, let's yeah. do this. It'll take a while. It'll, you know. Very long-winded. But no, COVID definitely has been acting like a clingy-ass bitch. And I need her yeah. to realize that this man, and by this man, I mean the world, us, don't want you, okay? Maybe COVID's money, parents didn't speak out. the love language that she needed them to speak, okay? Maybe, maybe, yeah, we maybe her, just her love language was quality time. And maybe her parents just didn't do what they needed. So she wants exactly. to come and spend quality time with the whole fucking world. But I need exactly. you to understand little bitch that we're sick of you the year is about to be up and you don't seem to be ready to go nowhere she ready to go she ain't going nowhere <laughs> we'll see how that ends up but i know so i think that was a great discussion on love languages moving on to our final segment of the show which is one that i think dj is super excited about we added this segment back when we were still the beautiful people podcast but i seem a little shy so i need to help i all so this last segment of the show is called listener letters and it's where you can literally eat you could email you could dm you could send a message on facebook you could send a message a pigeon if you want to shit i just want y'all to send us your questions your thoughts yeah. any situations in your life where you need advice you have some thoughts about things we will literally read your questions live on this podcast. We won't say your name if you don't want us to, okay? I don't call nobody. Yeah. Who do want me to call their name? But, you know, it's all anonymous. And we'll literally give you our thoughts, our feedback, our advice. Any guests who's on the podcast will be able to share that with you too. Right yeah. There. So make sure And even the listeners could use Good Up Tuesdays and give a little more insight, right? So you're going to get layers and layers and layers exactly. of insight, outside opinion, whatever you want to call it. And plus also, we just want to know your business. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but for real, I like, hey, as I was right, I actually really enjoy the listener letters. I want more yeah. listener letters coming in. I want to so read them. make sure that y'all send us those listener letters. You can DM them to us on any of our social media pages, or you can email gooduppod at gmail.com. We will make sure to keep your name anonymous. I promise you, I literally crossing my fingers and y'all can see me now because we're on YouTube, okay? 
Yeah. That's that's me promising. That's not me lying. I promise. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but we're going to so, respect your privacy. Yeah, so okay. we don't have any listener letters to start off this brand new episode with. But what I do want to do is read some of our latest reviews on Apple because Aww. we have gotten some some new reviews since the last time we recorded. So the first one that we got says, so I finally had a chance to listen to my first episode of the Good Up podcast. And I'm hooked. I felt like I was part of the convo and was giggling right along with them. Check it out. This is from BIME91. Thank you, BIME91, for your feedback. That is awesome. The second one comes from, I want to say it's Kesa or Kisa4. I have been following the Good Up podcast from the beginning and they are it. Keza has spoken on so many topics from self-esteem and anxiety to your character, your personality. You have developed from your parents or guardian. Whether it is good or bad, we have all developed something from them. Um, She is very transparent with her audience, and I love that about her. Let's not forget about her new but funny co-host, Deidre. She has really put a twist to this podcast. Together, they make an awesome duo for the Good Up Podcast. If you aren't listening, you're missing out. And she put that in all caps. You're missing out. Whoa, what a thorough review. Oh, my God. I know. They they really, like, they are writing full details. Yeah. We love y'all. Thank y'all. And she said, that's on period. Be prepared because it can get emotional. Just grab some tissue and a glass of wine. Okay. See, we try to bring y'all balance. Sometimes it gets down. Sometimes it gets emotional. And sometimes we don't come out here. I get oh, We're trying to give y'all the three pillars of life. Okay. You're right. Right. Because all those things are a thing that happen in the world in life. Exactly. Right. For humans. <laughs> I remember the one episode where you were talking about the relationship with with your mom Mm -hmm. the one i was listening to this thing and i had a meeting coming up and it had me in such like deep thought i went in the meeting kind of like to and out like damn i need to have some deep conversations because this is kind of but some of the discussions just have you like yeah whoa is, that is the is, goal. You don't know. Said, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah, you don't know how to describe it. It's just yeah, you and your feelings for real. And I mean, that's that's uh, that's what we want to accomplish all the time. We want y'all to think about your relationships with your parents. We want y'all to think about your whole days and whether or not they were fulfilling to you. And maybe whether or not you need a whole phase again to you know let a part of you out. We want y'all just to come think from about... telling our client that that she needs to <laughs> embrace. Her. I said, Mama, you never had a whole phase, and it's right here in your chart that you were supposed to have a whole phase. So next time you have the opportunity, you better take Listen, one. And <laughs> make sure so and, and make sure y'all call Deidre because Deidre can definitely you know, give you a reading, tell you about yourself, tell you about your life, give you some guidance on where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing. Okay. So make sure y'all follow her at Finding Deidre mm-hmm. on Instagram. I got you, baby. I got book you. your appointment. Book your reading. Do what you got. It's lit over here. My clients okay. will be, oh my God, would it be ton up? <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that is literally always the goal for us is, is no matter what kind of conversation it is, whether it's funny, heartfelt, emotional, you know, difficult, on politics, what have yeah. you. We basically just want to create a space for y'all to be able to take these conversations to your family, to your loved ones, yes. to your friends. Like if y'all listen to to the episode on colorism and that was what you used to kind of open up that conversation with you and your family and your friends, then that was we do we did our job. Hello, say that. 
say it. That's all we tried to do. But thank you guys so much for, you know, leaving those reviews on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you continue to do that because the more you review this podcast, the higher it goes up on Apple Podcast charts, mm-hmm. the more people have access to it. So if you feel like somebody else could benefit from this conversation, do that and help us, you know, help us help you. All of good <laughs> shit. So speaking of good up, I want to take a moment before we end this episode to shout out all of our good up patrons. You know, if you are on our $15 and up tier, we need to shout you out on each episode because I are good up. You keep the lights on. You keep the mics going. You keep our Buzzsprout account, you know, logged in and whatnot. So it ain't for free. Shit ain't free. So shout out to Amy. Shout out to Colleen. Shout out to Jason. Shout out to Kiva. Shout out to Latoya, Lubin, Nicole, my sister. She's a patron and she on the $15 tier. So shout out to you guys. Thank you guys. And if you want to shout out on each episode, make sure you are signing up to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash good up podcast. If you're on the $15 tier, you will get a shout out on each episode. If you are on the $5 tier, then, you know, we hit you up on Instagram and tell people how good up you are. So either way, y'all are getting shout outs. You're getting bonus content. You're hearing from us all the behind the scenes stuff. They knew our name was changing before anybody else. Exactly. They knew knew exactly what was going on. Exactly. Because they up. They go up. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, make sure that you guys use hashtag good up Tuesdays, go on social media, share this video that you're watching or share the audio Please. you're listening to and make sure you spread the word. We are on Twitter at good up pod. You can talk to us there until then we will be back here, right? All up in your face and all up in your ears and all up in your car radio next Tuesday. For sure. For, for real. Zaid, I want to thank you so much for being on the podcast you can take a moment to promote yourself tell us what music you have out tell the people and where to find you now we want to now oh thank you for having me um but yeah you know latest single out is holding back so you can check that out on our streaming platforms follow me on instagram the dot azi um twitter the king underscore azi but yeah you know stream the music and you know i mean i always a huge fan of this podcast and i'm proud of y'all thank you thank you so much all right guys you're here to man make sure you go follow he make sure you follow us at girl meets Walla at finding deidra until then we will see you next tuesday right back here on the good up podcast bye good up is hosted and produced by deidra ritter and hey isaac quinones ivory and is a proud member of the kicking it family find us on all social media platforms at good up pod Use hashtag GoodUpTuesday to continue the conversation and get access to exclusive bonus content at patreon.com slash gooduppodcast.